live. Josh, welcome back to the podcast. How are we keeping, sir? Absolute pleasure again, my friend. First, um, first person back for a second recording. How does it feel? You must be honoured. Do you know what? I was only thinking the same thing. Like, what time was it this time? Kind of last year, we. Uh, I think there, thereabouts, about a year. Yeah. In the rent. Things have changed, like for the better, like. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I suppose so. everyone probably is already familiar with XE Fitness and the brand and mm-hmm. everything from last year and the episode last year. But I suppose catch people up. What's been going on? Is there any changes? Any different structure going on with you? Um, I suppose like it's it's kind of common knowledge that we're looking to expand. Like, um, we have a few different projects and stuff lined up. Like, I can't get into too much detail right now about it because it's not. It's all si- top secret. It's all top secret. It's not signed on the dotted line. Like, but yeah, we're getting there. So next couple of weeks now will be exciting. Like, but I suppose definitely from a personal point of view, like I've we've had a lot of failures in the last year that you kind of learn and grow from. Like, so from a personal perspective, it's been um, ups and downs, but learned a lot. So it's been a good so, learning curve for it's you. Been a very, it's it's like this. This game is like it's a steep learning curve. And like when, when you say learning curve, when you like, say failures, like is that on a very like a micro level, a personal level, or is that literally on the case of when you're setting up a business and it's growing, and say what you want from it? Is it that you're not getting what you want? <sighs> yeah, like th- that's a a very good point. I suppose like when we started to exceed, it was just like you know a couple of lads they're starting PT we were actually going to use exceed you know like kind of almost like sole trading operation yeah and we we're going to save up money and start a clothing brand is what the three of us are going to do like okay but exceed took off so fast like don't get me wrong now when, when I say that it's no disrespect to the brand itself like but we originally were going to go sole traders you know hire a unit together yeah. and then work on a clothing brand was the plan like um but then exceed just absolutely skyrocketed like we said we got on the route doing a limited company straight away started kind of putting a few fancy images together and the next thing you know it just absolutely skyrocketed like so we're still full to the brim with pt and waiting list and stuff like that but it's how to bring more value to the world is the next jump like yeah. I, I still feel like we haven't hit kind of first base you know we haven't hit the i suppose the the setup or the what way would you describe it the, the, the system and the operation of fully what this brand is to replicate and go forward with like yeah so it's not it's I not a perfected no, brand that you're going to take to say loads of different locations at the moment it's the case you're perfecting the home base now exactly and you kind of build from there exactly like so we get basically like get this thing first base and then replicate from there like you know oh, so okay. like we were going to replicate pt studios but we thought against it like so i'll say no more but fair enough no, next thing will be a little bigger like i mean i think from my perspective obviously knowing you a few years and say from the case of meeting you in just a regular chain gym versus mm. where you're at now one of the things that I was surprised at and one of the things I suppose made me want to get you back on was the fact that you seem to have a lot of, I suppose, growth in yourself in the fact of, say, when I would have met you, your brand would have been Josh the PT mm. and everything you would have done would have been PT-based. And now, obviously, yeah. you're a business owner. You're very interested in the business side of things. And then you also say on your social media, you have the brand of Exceed and that's your fitness brand. Mm. But you also seem to kind of be expanding into your own space where you're looking to very much help people in a range of different areas. Mm. Like one of the things I've noticed, and you probably laughed the term, but say like you're a bit of an agony aunt on Instagram. You take a lot of Q&As in. Yeah. And like some of the questions I'd be surprised that you'd be answering. I'm saying like it's not that fitness related. As in, as yeah, in, it's the yeah. kind of thing, if someone asked me, if you, even if it was one of my best friends, I'd struggle to stab a guess at how am I going to answer that question? Mm. And you're just kind of, you're giving your best shot. It's not like you're claiming to be the expert, but you're helping people out in as many areas as you can. So like mm. what, what in your own life or what in your own, I suppose, I don't know, personal brand pushed you to kind of expand that base. Um, I suppose like I'm just, I'm just trying to be myself. Like, you know, yeah. at, at the start of every year, like, um, 
you know when you're setting out your goals for the year or you know revising every couple of months like the one thing that keeps popping up is just be real just be as real as you can you know so like when i get questions and we get a lot a lot of young people following us you know asking questions and struggling you know and going through struggles and asking us did we go through struggles like so i'd hate to think that like obviously i've got myself into what i think is a, a decent position like that i'd hate to see i'd hate for people to think that i didn't go through shit or you know that yeah. my life is all rosy in the garden and all oh, this fella goes on a holiday to a nice place every year and he drives a nice car and he looks like he's relationship goals like i don't ever want it to come across like that because that's not how it is like you know there's a lot a lot of hard work involved there's 80 90 hours a week even more the last couple of weeks with the few things we've lined up like so you're you know, trying to kind of push past the idea of just being like a social influencer yeah like it's the case of you're not as simple as you just want the views to make money and everything else yeah like t- to be honest like um it's it's not like I, I could push I, I could probably push my own brand a lot more like yeah you know like I, I don't post once a day. I, I, I kind of post once a week I throw up a couple of stories and I, I get replies and I get a lot of deep meaningful messages that I take a lot of time to reply to like so yeah. I'd prefer to invest my time into that than you know to be out taking photos of myself and you know I do keep my imagery clean I use professional cameras and stuff like that I do use a professional aspect in that regard but it's not going to be a day to day thing as of now like yeah you know, so I do feel the next couple of months I'll be able to bring a lot more value to the world when I can, you know, I get to that stage of financial freedom and I've, uh, like, you know, money making money in the background kind of a thing. Like, I can step back and really, really help people out. So that is the overall goal for me, like. And is, is that something genuinely on the roadmap for you, however long down the line, that you would take a step back from the day-to-day and just be kind of carrying on in a few different aspects of your life? Your, or is it the case, like, yeah, so like yeah. PTing eventually mm-hmm. will become, the business will be on one side and then you'll be on the other doing a range of different stuff? yeah I, i'd like to like yeah yeah I'd like and um, like what kind of stuff is in i suppose from your own perspective what kind of stuff would you actually like to get into so say if money wasn't an issue in the morning mm. the bank account is absolutely full you have no ties what's the first thing you're going to do i'd say life coaching like yeah yeah or, or like a lot along those lines like and, and again it's hard to throw that word out there because everybody's doing it like yeah, right now everyone's hitting life coaching like you know so right. like when you come out and say you're a life coach everyone's like jeez this fella's just jumping on a trend here like but like anyone that's done you've done PT at me like I talk more than we train like yeah, not do you sure. know I like talking to you I like helping people I like getting into the nitty gritty stuff and I do it every single day like I, it's stuff that's all private and confidential obviously like but you know I really really do help people out I don't put it up on Instagram I barely put transformations up it's not what I'm about like and I suppose people probably see that a bit as well like you know they kind of know this fella's not really like I am like fitness has been a massive, massive part of my life and it will continue to be so. Once yeah. I get exceed nailed on the head and it's doing what it's meant to do, that's going to bring value to the world in itself. It's going to help people out, but I want to probably go off from a more mindset and mental aspect also. Okay. I you know, there, there is the physical fitness, like, but I'm obsessed with the brain and the mind and how things work. Like, you know, yeah, so, no, I, I absolutely love that mm, shit. I think it's very interesting. I suppose the youth as well, like, you know, like, like I grew up in a house there when my younger brother was 10 years younger than me, like, you know, and I seen my parents rare when I was obviously involved in having an influence on him and, it can become really, really productive, and it's, there's definitely like I don't have kids myself yet, like, but it can definitely be a very, very satisfying thing to observe. You know, a child grow and develop into the person that you help them out to be, like, you know. Yeah, absolutely. So I suppose I'd like to do that on a mass scale. I, I really would like to work with a lot of teens and stuff that are going through troubles, and you know, hopefully influence them for the better, like. And I think definitely in that kind of market, I suppose it, it's it's something that's growing, and it's something that I think mm-hmm. a lot of people are getting into. Like, how would you feel about the fact that, say, in a similar way to fitness or, say, in a similar way to podcasting or anything else, a lot of people can just slap the brand down and actually just say, oh, I'm a life coach. 
I mean, yeah. how would you think is the best way for someone to distinguish themselves out? Is it just the fact of personal experience and have someone trust you? Or is mm. there like an avenue you need to go down where there's a qualification or something along those lines? Yeah, that's that's actually a, a very good question. Like, you know, like... Like, it's one I suppose I'd be curious about. Yeah. Like, I feel like being a podcaster these days, every second person is a podcaster. And mm. I think three years ago, every second person was a makeup artist or a beauty. Yeah, yeah. And I yeah. think when you're part of that, I suppose there's certain people who keep going with it, there's certain people who capitalize off a base of, say, social media marketing, and that's mm. where they'll kind of push their brand into. But I mean, it's the case of how are you going to distinguish yourself out from the competition in terms of would it be the case that you want to build off your own brand that you have? take yourself to the point of just taking on say three four or five clients mm. and working with people you know personally or is it the case you want to do it on a, a very mass scale from the get-go do you know what? I, i've never even asked myself that question like so that's how far know? in the pipeline it is it's the case that yeah like well i'm not gonna lie i'm kind of doing it already like I've, yeah. I've, I've got a few clients like that i'm working very 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 closely with and we're having massive success and it's not it's it's not i'm not doing the for money i haven't i haven't taken a bob like and i'm not going to put it ever out there on social media because it's just something i, I don't want to put out there like the satisfaction i get is exactly like I, I go to bed every night with a clean conscience like yeah. you know and that that's something that there's not enough of out there like you know there's just people go to bed every night and they're putting stuff to the back of their head and they're in denial and you know i don't have that i genuinely go to bed you know obviously we work hard for our money here and stuff like that like but i, I can i'm kind of slightly stepping into that already by doing it and having good success with it like so from that regard i suppose word of mouth's going to spread but i suppose when i get time and hopefully in the next six months i'll be able to use my social media a lot more plan it out add a structure to it and go from there like and i definitely think i suppose like as you know like i'm, I'm going to try and start up my own podcast as well yeah i think that will will voice like that's predominantly why i want to start a podcast like is to kind of get the voice out there and help people along the masses like you know it's fine doing face to face hours it's, it's grand doing one to one it's beneficial like but I want to do it on a bigger scale like, I think when it comes down to a podcast or anything like that or a YouTube channel the benefit you're going to have is the fact that it's always going to be there mm. so like I suppose one thing I found with podcasts is the best podcasts I've listened to and the most beneficial to me haven't always been posted last week you know you stumble yeah. across a random episode it could be three years old it could be five years old mm. you've never even heard of the person and it could be the best information you've heard of course, yeah. in your yeah. life in yeah. the past few years. And I mean, I suppose if you're to ingrain that advice into a weekly thing or a monthly thing in your own podcast, mm. you're going to be able to help people at the time when it's right. Because I suppose of course. like one of the biggest things with mental health and the biggest things what a lot of people find is they don't always have the support there. Mm. So if that avenue is always there for them, if they just want to click on their phone and listen to something and it'll give them the perspective they need, yeah. I think that's yeah. the right avenue to build what you're looking to build big time yeah, yeah it's a very valid point like and like when you're looking into building your own podcast what mm. kind of stuff are you looking into i mean are you gonna have guests on is it gonna be the case is it just yourself yeah, like me and aaron aaron cooney or cooney as people call him we're looking yeah. to you know do a kind of double act on it like and i suppose a lot of us come we just me and him talk and you know we we're kind of we'd have a few funny stories and we've overcome a lot and we're, we're quite similar and we're both diabetic and we're both started a company together there's a lot of information there already like but I suppose the benefit that me and him have together working with especially younger teens and stuff like that like has been quite fascinating of late like so if we can definitely get across to that kind of audience yeah over a podcast like we know we'd be very happy like at the same time we kind of want to be a bit of a Joe Rogan about it and you know get on cool guests and chill out and you know talk about absolutely everything like you know so there's a bit of a good mix and kind of a well-rounded podcast is kind of something we really like to do like yeah i suppose the benefit you're going to have as well is the fact that being friends for so many years you're going to have the chemistry there where 
it's not going to be awkward. Like, I mean, it's the case you're sitting down with your buddy chatting away for an hour. Yeah, yeah, this I mean, is it. Like, you yeah. probably would do it two, three nights a week anyway. So oh, that's yeah, the difference yeah. of recording it. This is the thing. Like, like my girlfriend sits in, on, like, he's in my gaff every Friday, Saturday, Sunday nearly, like. Just you know, buying, buying rake loads of fruit together. Oh, and eat, eat, eating fruit and chilling out playing FIFA or just watching YouTube or something. Like, you know, my girlfriend, Alana, has been there for a lot of it. Like, and, and even her own personal growth. Like, I don't know if you follow her on Instagram, like, but she's yeah. spoken about recently just by hanging around the two of us how much she's developed on a mental scale. You know, so like, she, she's been a massive part and kind of a cornerstone as to why we would want to do stuff like that like you know a lot of encouragement coming from her end and yeah. you know really feeling like geez, if we're bringing value to someone so close you know if only others would listen this thing could really take off like so like what would you think of the aspect that a lot of people preach is that say you're the sum of the people you'd be around so say the idea of having a small circle and having people you can trust mm. around you is that something you practice in your own life or is that something you feel like Oh yeah, kinda, it might be over by many. Like no, no, I, I like I, I don't think it's over pushed. Like yeah. I, I think like everything around us, you know, like grows depending on what environment it's in. Like, you know what I mean? Like you look at a flower there, like it's not gonna grow in a pot with a cans of monster being poured into it every day. Like you know what I mean? <laughs> I guess some PTs would say otherwise. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah you, you don't know. So, so like it, it's it's definitely the environment that, that that you're in. Like you know, and and I've had people I was friends with down through the years that didn't support me or didn't back me or didn't want me to do good or you know when I was doing something okay there wasn't any support there like and yeah. you, you kind of have to learn to step away from these people like you know no, I, it, I, it is like if you hang out the lame you're going to develop a limp like you know that, and that, <laughs> that's a fact like you know so um, I, I suppose I've, I've had that down through the years and I've, I've had to slowly but surely cut people out like and I suppose it, it's easy for me to say it now because I'm in the, I'm in the business with, the, with my two business partners and you know we just come into work we have a laugh every day work gets done and we're, we're driving forward like you know so it's a super super productive environment at the same time yeah. would i be as productive if i wasn't in this environment i don't think so so like for anyone out there that is listening like you're going to have to find that circle of people that are on the same level as you on the same wavelength and want the same things as you like you know you you slot in there you're going to go places like you know if you hang around people that are running marathons every day of the week like or, or not every day of the week every week or every month there's a good chance you're going to take up running at some point or another like yeah you know to try and fit in or talk the, the marathon talk you know always if you're hanging around people that or in the pub every Saturday night, like, are you really going to sit at home and not go to the pub? Like, you know, you're, yeah, you're going you're to be influenced, of course you are. Like, yeah, you're going to try and fit in. Like, you know, that's that's the one of the biggest factors in in human beings is like we want to fit in. Like, we're afraid of being excommunicated. We're afraid of being kicked out. Like, you know, I think it's in everyone's instinct to try to stay part of the pack. One hundred percent. Like, you know, you go back to the olden days. There, like, you know, we were all part of a tribe. Like, and if someone came along to you, Shane, and said, "Look, you can go hungry, or we can kick you out of the tribe, knowing you can go out into the desert on your own," like you're going hungry before you're leaving the pack. Like, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like, it's it's inbuilt within us to to fit in and you know be part of a group or a clique or a tribe. Like, just if you are out there, make it a productive one. You know, if you're in an unproductive environment, I would advise strongly get out of there if you want to be happy and you want to be successful. And when I say success, I mean that from a happiness perspective as well. People kind of misread that sometimes there when you use that word on Instagram, they think it's about Gucci bags and fast cars and who are around the place. Like, you know, so nah, that's true, yeah. it is like, like to me, when I say success, it's happiness. Like what you kind of mean is a, you know, from a fulfillment perspective for, where 100%, like yeah. your life is as good as you want it to be and yes. there's no stress involved as such. Of course, like, yeah, yeah. And unfortunately with the way the world works, like, you know, I know like money isn't everything, but money does give you the freedom to step back at the same time. Yeah. And in my own head, like I want to make money and take a step back, rear my kids, you know, that kind of thing. Like, Yeah, you want to have the freedom where you can live course, a life as well, yeah, not just yeah. a job. 100%. I mean, like, the idea of, like, we're all working to the age of 60 just to sit back for only 15 years and relax. Yeah, yeah, kinda, yeah. 
a lot of shit can get in the way in that time and a lot of people can yeah. pass away all the rest of course probably like, yeah. you probably have the right setup right there hopefully well look next couple of years we'll, we'll tell or not like but yeah, i'm doing it for the right reasons like you know what i mean i mean look even yeah. if you were a bum on the street i'd still have you back to the podcast so, I, mean, I appreciate that just you heard it here now you heard it <laughs> if, if that ever happens he's gonna have me on again <laughs> no I, I suppose business wise obviously outside of the fitness you take a huge keen interest in business yeah now what would you make of the idea at the moment where a lot of big companies are deciding you don't need a degree mm. to apply for the job. So you could have a fellow who's yeah. 16, 17, and he's the best coder in the world. He's developed amazing software on his own. He's sitting in his bedroom somewhere in America, Ireland, wherever. Mm. And this guy can get a job at Google instead of having to financially put himself under the burden of, say, going mm. to university, yeah. having to do the degree, having to get the grades. Like from the perspective of you, who obviously who has a PT qualification, but say wouldn't have a degree in business. Yeah, is yeah, that something yeah. you see that the world is coming right in terms of giving everyone the fair shake? Because it's not yeah. all just school experience; it's life experience comes a huge factor. Yeah, like th- that's the thing. Like, like Jesus, uh, like I dropped out of college twice. Like, what were you studying? Like? I, I nearly became a mechanical engineer. Like, yeah, <laughs> I nearly, I nearly how, became. How close did you come? Oh, like I, I started in CIT. My mother paid the bill. Like, and you know, yeah. the next thing you know, three months later, I was sitting my Christmas test, and I was like, I don't even want to be here. Like, fuck this. Like. You know, I near I actually ended up failing my medical because I was diabetic for uh, marine engineering. Yeah, I would have passed it, but they said, "Look, you're never gonna get a job in a ship." Like, so I was like, you know, that that's that gone out the window. Like, I was doing things there, you know, through school. Like when I was in, like, first off, school doesn't teach you how to pay your taxes, how to set up a business, how to grow your own food, or you know, you know, things like that. Or mindfulness is coming into school, but definitely wasn't there between the years of whatever 2004 2010 when i was in school like yeah so i do think that is changing you know the more mindful people become the more conscious they become you know goals change it isn't always about college or you know driving nice cars and being a businessman you know like i I think the more conscious people become the happier they're going to become i don't think that was going to be a thing going too far forward into the future yeah i definitely think we are becoming more conscious as human beings um but to go back to your question on like I would hire someone like you said that's 16 17 year old that's coding in his bedroom like that's the person I want to hire like but say if you're if we're looking specifically to your business so yeah who's the ideal candidate like say I know you, you you're currently taking people on mm. like what's the fella you want is it the fella who has the image fitness and he's got a 10,000 followers mm. on Instagram or what are the other qualities outside of the following and outside of what they can maybe bring to the brand that way what are you looking for in a guy personally yeah or, or girl, I suppose obviously. like we interview like we obviously the three of us interview everyone together yeah Every, we don't leave anyone do it because we want especially at this stage of business we want it to be 100% right so like when we get people in the door the first question is like how are you with people like you know can you be insured as a PT does your quali- is your qualification recognised in Ireland can you be insured yes that's absolutely brilliant right let's get to real talk that's the way we talk in interviews okay. like it's like can you be insured you know can you make diets have you got a nutrition qualification you know have you done a few courses absolutely fantastic we're not too like being honest, like I don't really look at CVs at all, <laughs> at all, at all. Like, so all you take is a name, a number, and an email. We, we bring someone in here, we sit them down. If they fit in with our vibe, you know, straight away we're we're impressed. We're talking, you know, do you get on with people? Are you a people's person? How would you get on with your clients? Oh, yeah. I'm, tra- I'm training the same clients the last three years. That tells me this person's got a brilliant relationship with his clients, because everyone else is just leave. Like, yeah, in the fitness industry, it's kind of seen out there like that. You do a six week package and you fuck off somewhere else, like. Why is like I'm training the same people the last God knows how long, like yeah, no, you're stuck you, you, you the same faces, sadly. But that I, I, <laughs> that's what I love as well. At the same time, like every every kind that comes indoors, my friend, like, well, and I we want the same of, going forward, like you know. If, what if, I, I think no you're fact. right there. I suppose going forward, 
that is the best thing you probably want for your business. But as well, like say, when you would have left a commercial gym, and mm. I know out of the three, you would have come from two different facilities. Mm. But say, the amount of people you took with you was probably a big shock to them. In the oh, fact yeah. Of, like, yeah. What, when you have someone who's doing 30-minute sessions and 45-minute sessions or hour sessions, mm. you probably wouldn't realize the effect you have on that person week to week, day to day. That's the thing. And like, it's the point of, if people are going to leave that organization and come with you, it says a lot about your brand. It says a lot about you as people. 100%. So like, no matter what kind of avenue you go down, do you think you're always going to have, I suppose, a loyalty and an appreciation from people where if it's the case that you had your own podcast, you feel like people probably would want to listen anyway. Or if he, if he had launched the clothing mm. brand, he probably would have had a lot of people who would have been there with you also. Yeah, I, like, I do. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm a massive fan of loyalty. Yeah, like, I show nothing but loyalty to people. You know, if you're good to me, I'll be good to you. And yeah. it, that doesn't matter what color skin, sex, what what's your sexual preferences. It doesn't matter to me. Like, if you show respect to me, you're getting the back end of story. Like, you know, you show respect to my family, my friends, you're getting respect. And, and that's it. Like, that's how I operate. Like, so I suppose, like, we've had a lot of people that have shown us a lot of respect down through the years. And we've done, well, I'd like to think we've done the same back. Yeah. So I, straight away, that creates a, a good bond. And, you know, we're honest to people. We, we ask questions. We talk during training. We get into the nitty gritties, you know, and we really get to befriend people and get close to people like like all my clients have my number on my phone they text me whenever they need something and i make sure i tell them that as well even if it's saturday night if you're having hassle you know give me a buzz and we can talk or whatever like and that has happened down through the years like <laughs> unfortunately sometimes they're the phones ringing three o'clock like shit what's going on here like you know what i mean saturday night um so, so like that's the kind of relationship we have people like our clients come in and sit in the office with us and everything like if we have a gap or a break or run yeah. lunch you know like we'd eat lunch or go for coffee with clients like you know so and you like the open door policy like oh that, 100%. people can call on you yeah, yeah. no matter what time it is if we do things on a big scale people are going to see that from a public perspective like which is hopefully what we're working towards like but right now people don't see that stuff like and not that I care about it but like it, it does help people out on a bigger scale which is what I'm about at the same time you know, like, it, we're friendly, like, it is an open door policy here, like, and it does work for our clients, like, we don't preach about it on social media and stuff like that, like, because I don't feel the need to, we're happy, our clients are happy, things are working, and we're growing, like. Yeah. Um. So, I suppose, like, I, I definitely think, like, you know yourself, when we, when we first left, we left two big public gyms to... I feel like he left a big dent in them, too, to be honest. Like, yeah. We would have discussed that last year. Anyway, yeah, yeah. But it's the case of... We worked in it, like... You, I think I was surprised even myself because like I, I knew a lot of people would go and I think a lot mm. of people were obviously when it came to popularity and when it came to training with people they're obviously were the same heads all around but mm. like the amount that came with and I suppose yeah the initial just the fact of saying the first few weeks you had to change facilities you had to build yeah, up yeah. and like the scale obviously has continued kind of that way mm. the whole way through between online and in person it's just crazy to think that you can have that much of an effect on someone just in something as simple as fitness because I suppose a lot of people mm. they see fitness as you know it's your cardiovascular health it's what's going to keep you from dying it's what keeps you or I suppose able to run a mile it's mm. all kind of linear that way yeah but yeah. Say, what people don't see is the mindset side the effect that yeah. you and like I suppose the positive effect mentally you can get just from training oh yeah big time big time like yeah and like would you be like from your own perspective like even if you were to leave the fitness industry, training is mm. always going to be a part of your life. I Massive. It, it always has been. I, I don't know anything else. Like, you know, when, so, I, when I was 19, I was out running the roads in Thailand, like, you know, Thai yeah. boxing, and and that was the route I wanted to go down. Like, I had a Thai fella knocking on my window at 3 o'clock every morning, you know, chasing me around the streets of uh, Pattaya on a motorbike, you know, doing 13K every morning. Like, and yeah. it's always been a part of my life, and it always will be. Like, it, it, fitness definitely, it has a massive effect on mental health. You know, if you're feeling productive, you can't not help but feel good. Yeah, you know, like if you feel like you're growing as a person, be it physically or mentally, it is a good feeling. Like you know, 
or even if you're dropping weight like things like that feel good you're, you're progressing you're moving along you know i think when we sit still and we get stagnant you know things can kind of get up, upset and then you can get a bit down you know so i definitely think it, it's a very very quick and easy way to start feeling good about yourself is fitness yeah you know joining a team joining a gym whatever it is like and Being i think the social learning of course i think pt just effect. brings it on that that next level like you know okay. you're you're getting a relationship for the price of a package or whatever but you're also getting someone to talk to and listen to and you know the, the relationship can take off from there then so right. i definitely think pt is a, is a great step in the right direction for people's mental health as well as their physical health like yeah and I suppose obviously I didn't get you on just to talk fitness, mm. so we best mixed up a small. Yeah, yeah. Fire it. One fire of the things in. I did want to ask you about was obviously you have a big social media presence and mm. you have you've exceed you've yourself, but one of the funniest ones I found is you have a page for your dogs. Oh yeah, yeah. So you're I knew I knew fun. this was coming up. You're very yeah. fond of your dogs, yeah, obviously, yeah. and you feel like the world needs to see them. Yeah. But what I find interesting is you've are they all the exact same breed? Yeah. So they're all what, what they're kind all of breed a, is it for those who wouldn't know? They're all um, XL American bullies, like. And one of the things I suppose look, yeah. I'm someone I love dogs, but I'm quite scared. And the mm. same, I'm not gonna lie. If I ran into you down the regional park and I saw three of those fellas, I'd be saying, "Jesus Christ!" I'm yeah, freaked off my whole hair. Yeah. So, yeah. like from your perspective, a lot of people would perceive those dogs as mm. a dangerous dog or as a dog that maybe you wouldn't want around children. Now yourself, mm. you live in an apartment. It's the case that you have the three dogs with you all the time. Mm. Like, what's your perception when people say you have dangerous dogs? Is it dangerous yeah. dogs or dangerous owners? Oh, like it's 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 dangerous owners, like. And like what? Like a hundred percent. Like it can't it can't like you know you look at life itself like there's no such thing as a bad religion. There's bad people, like yeah. You know, but like you, you still get people definitely in the last couple of years saying oh Muslims are terrorists and you know like you get silly comments like that the whole time. People and generalize. Then pe- people generalize. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, a lot of these people haven't been out to these countries and experienced it, and and you know it's it's all good. Like you know it's the same, it's the exact same thing with dogs. Like they see a dog with a menacing looking head in them. And you know they're kind of a muscular physique, and the next thing you know, you're, you're you should be running for your life, like when in fact it's the complete opposite. These dogs were bred to be companion dogs, like so they're XL American bullies, like they're, um, like when you Google it and research it, you know they they are they're a bull breed, like but the the origins are kind of funny, like it all kind of happened at the same time in different parts of America, almost by accident. Okay. So there's a lot a lot of different kind of mixes in there at the same time like you know a lot of people think that um well it could, it could be true that irish people brought the staffshire bull terrier to america and then that in turn created the american pitbull terrier so the american pitbull terrier and the american bulldog and the american staffshire bull terrier all create this american bully which i have three of them like <laughs> so like from your perspective you're obviously <laughs> yeah. mad about these dogs mad about them like, yeah what yeah, actually yeah. goes into say the training you get these dogs mm. a pup and i know you've one who's probably still young enough is it still a pup at this stage yeah so we've got prada she's 19 weeks yeah we've got hulk who is the male and he is nearly a year and we've ghost and she's a, a bitch she's two you know so they're all under the age of two like and like if you train them all yourself and i suppose well, me and or my, do they me and kind Anna. of come slightly no they come daft like yeah daft yeah, yeah. They're, they're completely like they're, they're harmless you have to have experienced these dogs like they're like the companion dog like these dogs will sleep in the bed with you under the blankets cuddling you like you know what I mean yeah and that's the thing people that judge these dogs don't understand they haven't had experience with them because we get people coming out to us in the regional park saying oh look you have a dangerous dog and I'm kind of saying Jesus Christ like this is why we want to start the Instagram page like yeah, and like from your own you perspective, know, though, when you have people coming up to you like mm, that, they'd be nervous. Like, 
what's your attitude when dealing with those people because like one of the things i find and i suppose maybe it's because people with those types of dogs hear it a lot yeah. they get very defensive defensive yeah. and aggressive themselves not the mm. dogs in terms of say i like when you'd be walking in the park or you'd see them and obviously you might have people young kids like how would you approach if someone comes up to you and you're down the regional park with the dogs and a mother who's got two young smallies that are just like, oh would you mind putting them in the lead i'm just worried about the kids like what's yeah. your, like how would you approach a situation like that like I'd be a responsible owner at the same time. Yeah. Like you were meant to have these dogs muzzle. Like I I don't muzzle. Like I shouldn't be saying this. Like but I, I don't muzzle him. Like Alana muzzles Hulk alright. Like because he's a male and he looks a bit more menacing than the girls. Like but I don't I don't muzzle the girls because straight away they're not really hugely popular here. Like so people come up to you. A lot of the time you get positive feedback and they go, "Geez, that dog is beautiful." Like what is it like? And yeah. I don't even mention that they're American bullies. I just say they're pit bulls just so people's mindset kind of go geez I made a very friendly pit bull there down the park and it was licking my face and jumping on over me and it, it'll, it'll slowly just start changing people's minds about things like so is the Instagram there to break the stigma it, such it, it is head? yeah yeah, it as is. well as just having a massive love for the dogs obviously. and I've a, I've a massive love like if you have these dogs you won't have any other dog like I was scared of dogs as well yeah. when I was younger like I had a fear of dogs because I didn't understand them like and that is the, the same people that judge you don't understand them but they forget that they have their own dog and they're quite similar if not more loving than you know, these smaller dogs that are a little bit more snappy and a little bit more cross. Like, we had a girl down the regional park, an elderly lady walking um, a golden retriever. And we'd Prad, I'd say she must have been 11 weeks. And she came across the park to us and said, that is the most beautiful dog I've ever seen in my whole entire life. And she was down rubbing the dog. And she was like, is she okay? Like, she's not, you know, cross or anything. I was like, no, no. And she's grand. The dog was licking her face. She was sitting down. The dog was on her lap. And then she said, what kind of dog is this? And I said, oh, they're American bullies, you know, they're a pit bull, they're an extra large pit bull, basically. And she got up off the ground and started walking away in shock horror, like. And me and Lana were looking at her going, jeez, oh, really? what the fuck is going on here, like. And she was like, jeez, I, I don't like them dogs. I, I don't like their jaws, like. And I was saying, hang on a second, you were just rubbing the dog. You know, and she was like, no, no, Jesus, no, I, I can't stand those dogs, they're, they're very dangerous. And I was like going, jeez, that's a very ignorant thing to say, like. You were on the ground rubbing the dog two seconds ago, and now, you know you're walking away like and I just said just as like as a fact like I said golden retrievers have, have a reputation like as biting vets like you know they're quite common like a, a vet will get bit by a golden retriever or a lab like you know like whereas I've gone to my vet like and he deals with every sort of animal coming in the door like and I said did you ever get bit by a, a staffy or a pit bull and he said they wouldn't bite you in a month of Sundays like you know but he's been bitten by a lot of other dogs like you know so it's crazy but it, it comes down to experience like if if you if you make a judgment without experience, I think that's ignorance. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like so like I was a very judgmental person years ago and obviously like I hang around fellas now that's covered in tattoos and pit bulls and you know, that's kinda of, like they're the people who want to be around like. So there's people who are like you you're happy about. Exactly, like you know, they have experience, you know, they're not really too bothered about everyone else's opinion and they're just living their lives happy out like and that's the kind of rule I want to go down like, you know. Yeah. I just like you know, like I'm not too concerned about what society has to say about things because in my eyes I think society's doing a lot of things that is wrong at the same time, like you know, you look at the look at the view and the perception around these dogs, like we have an eight year old kid up in the house with us, like my stepdaughter and like she can go in now to three of the dogs that will all be chewing a bone and take the bones out of their mouth and just walk away from them and the dogs will not react like you know that's the kind of way we live like and, you yeah know, so I suppose it, it's, it's the way you've raised the, the dogs way, like, it makes a difference of course like to anyone out there that is raising a dog or is looking to get one of these dogs do the number one thing that you do with another human being show love and that's it show love you receive love like you know as yeah. I said earlier show respect you receive it like you know it, it, there's nothing we have a habit as human beings of overcomplicating everything 
it's why we've got to this point in time I suppose is because survival mode you know thinking of the worst case scenario like don't leave the cave as a caveman because there's a a saber tooth tiger whatever outside like you know what I mean those survival instincts have got us to where we are today and I think you know we need to be conscious enough to realise that we don't really need that anymore like you know it's time to start opening up and you know being a little not less not fearless but a little more understanding like you know so hopefully things start going that way and away a little less away from the kind of the fear kind of stuff like yeah I, I think that's something I kind of wanted to highlight because I'm going to be honest I am one of the people who would have been afraid of the dog and probably yeah. wouldn't have approached you if you mm. had the dog like I think I was actually driving down the road a few weeks ago and I saw Lana walking the dogs and they were pulling they looked yeah. absolutely dead strong mm. and like when you're seeing a dog like that you'll be saying that dog would overpower me in a second so yeah. I suppose yeah. the trust needs to be there where when you're around the dog I'm sure it's very easy to mm. have the trust there but of I course. mean, you, you think it's absolutely down to the owner as well. Hundred percent. Like, if I had the time, right, I would personally go into politics just to bring in a restricted owners act and not a restricted dogs act. Yeah, that's the way. Like, you have to go about it. Like, people won't learn and understand otherwise. Like, you know, like there's bad owners out there. There's bad people out there. Like, you know, that make dogs do bad things. Like, these dogs are very loyal. They're going to do whatever it is to keep their owner satisfied and happy. Like. Well, I think it's all down to environment. I think it's people are the very environment, same. Environment, yeah. I mean, like when you think down to some of the, some of the best people or some of the worst people, like you can have good people come out of a bad environment, mm. but you can also have extremely bad people come out of a very good environment. 100%. And I think when it comes down to it, there's a certain mm. level of nature and there's a certain level of nurture. Mm. And I mean, like the idea that you're going to get the perfect balance every time is guaranteed no. Yeah, yeah, no. But yeah, like, I mean, like, it's the case. Yeah. You might have one dog that could be very aggressive, but mm. I mean, that's not necessarily down to breed and everything else. It could of be course, yeah, yeah. Who it's around yeah. day to day, and mm. I suppose the attitudes that you, I suppose that you'd encounter in terms of the treatment of the dog and of the horses yeah yeah it is like i i do think it's down to sean love as well at the same time like again like you said there are you do get blips where you're going to have a bad dog if that turned out to be a pit bull or a bull mastiff or a staffy or, or whatever it is like they are more powerful than other dogs like they do have stronger jaws like you can't lie about that or you know that's just the way they're bred down through the years so they they have potential to do more damage than a jack russell like yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like we were at a summer show or not the summer show, we were at a steam rally where we put Ghost into kind of a Machiad dog festival which she won. What's a steam rally? Do you know what? I don't know myself. <laughs> okay. They, they showcase steam, vintage steam uh, engines and you know, there's, right, there's a bit of a fun fair there and where, they have a dog show at? in a Shannon. Okay, very good. So we went down there and uh, we threw Ghost into the, the dog show. She's named after uh, John Snow's wolf. Oh. For, all, for all you Game of Thrones fans because anytime I mention something they're like oh is that from power and I'm like fucking hell no it's not like you know it's, it's it was Game, Game of Thrones, Thrones well, like yeah yeah but well, you know what you're the first to say that like I kind of think first. power is a bit of a wire knockoff so I'm very, I'm very loyal to the old show the I, have, I haven't started watching um, power like but I don't, don't I, do you know don't. what I'm not going to get into it either I'm a Game of Thrones man all you need to do true, is watch true. the wire and yeah. you'll be fine yeah that's something I have to get into as well like. so like, you, you would have been we a big Game of Thrones fan massive Watched okay. the whole lot of it. Watched, jeez, I'd say I watched every season twice and at least some three times. I could just... we'll, have, we'll have to touch base on that anyway once mm. we find out how Ghost got on. So what so, happened, say, at the stream rally? So? Ghost won the dog show. You know, nothing major. It's just a macchiato thing. And she, she is the most beautiful soul of any dog you'll ever come across. Like She's just such a kind, loving, happy dog. Like She's down at my parents' house now because they're moving house. So they're minding her for a few weeks and they're delighted and... I struggle to get the dog back off and like even yeah. though my mother is like an anti pit bull, anti staffshire bull terrier person, even though we have a staff in the house as well. But she's after changing her tune through experience. So anyway, back to the story. The dog wins the dog show. I was hanging out with my buddies, the dog sits down next to me, she's very quiet like. So next thing you know, 
up through the field comes this lady with two Jack Russells absolutely kamikaze you know up through the field <laughs> on their leads going mental like so I had Ghost next to me and the lady owner the dog was on a long lead leaves the dog come up to her nose and Ghost is just sitting there wagging her tail and the next thing the dog nips onto her nose and like people in the crowd are turning around going whoa Jesus Christ this is crazy like so one of my buddies was next to me and he was half losing the plot like but the dog didn't move like my dog didn't move she just sat there like so like you know when you think of a situation like that you've got Jack Russell coming up a bit of irresponsibility from the owner's perspective a cross dog down a steam rally loads of kids around it shouldn't really be happening like you know I like I wouldn't bring a dangerous dog to a steam rally because the last thing I want is a lawsuit from some parent now after being mauled or some child after being mauled uh, by a dog like you know so yeah. it comes down to responsibility in the day like it has to like you know with the dogs like so I don't know it's crazy like crazy really when you think of it like it's interesting to be honest like because I mm. just think even the fact that the dog stayed still in that moment you, you would expect any dog to bite back yeah so it's uh, it's an interesting she, perspective she, she's a little bit like a, I don't want to use the word soft because I like her the way she is like, but she, she kind of doesn't re- she, of yeah she doesn't react like you know I'd say if a dog bit of an Aaron Cooney like yeah yeah <laughs> a bit of a Cooney like a kind relaxed soul like but that's the thing like I'd be afraid if, if, if some dog like a terrier did lock onto her like that I don't think she's going to do anything like yeah you know and, and it's kind of like that's okay too like but she's like defend yourself in case they draw blood or you know you'd, you'd I, hate for your own dog to get damaged for the fact that it's placid and it doesn't necessarily yeah like you know like that does scare dogs like you know and obviously I'll do my very best to ensure that that doesn't happen but like dogs fight like you know yeah they fight they attack each other it's human nature like human beings fight like you know so it's no different like you know they smell each other and pick up different energies and react and you know like I just hope she doesn't. she's never in a situation where she does get attacked and hurt like when she could have easily defended herself or given a little growl or a little nip and the dog would have left her alone like yeah you know you, so you just don't want the worst case night. yeah that, I don't want the worst case scenario like yeah like the, the, the last time our family dog died I'm not joking we had to get her put down and I cried for three days straight in my bedroom like you yeah. know like and, and people think you're a hard man in Instagram or whatever like but I'm soft as they come like three days straight me my mother my father brother sister crying the house down like it was crazy like but I you know it, that's the it. kind of family we are like and I'd be the same with our dogs like and kids and family friends you know well, I think they become part of the family and I just think there's no denying that anyway they do like yeah like a lot yeah. of people especially if they don't have a pet they don't understand the extent that they're involved no, in your life no yeah and it's just it's a different scale of course like when our dog passed away my mother said a very true phrase to me and, and you know because the first thing I suppose I done would have compared the, the dog's debt to people's debt like dying and stuff and kind of saying to myself Jesus I don't remember that death being you know like of a, a loved one as intense as the death of an animal like yeah and what my mother said to me was it, it's not like you know a human or a dog it's, it's who you're around constantly like who's in your presence who's part of your habits who's part of your routine more so like so like our family dog was in the house everywhere went on all our holidays down to Kerry you know was in the car with us like and then when that's gone you're thinking jeez this is a massive gap to be filled by a living being like you know yeah no, I so like it, the intensity of, a, of an animal's death is really 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 intense whereas you know the death of a human there's a lot of there's obviously massive amounts of grieving long long term like you know I'm not, I'm not trying to compare it because like Jesus Christ it, it'd be disrespectful to do that like but a, I, a dog's I death can't go like for like I just think no, at the no. end of the day it, 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 it's intense it, it's the same yeah. as like although you might have a relation like it doesn't matter the type of relation, whether it's mm. a distant aunt or whether it's your brother. It comes down to the relationship you had them 
day to day. Yeah. And I mean, if your closest relation is your distant aunt three mm. times removed. Of course, like, yeah. yeah. That's that's just a fact. And it's 100%. the same as losing a mother, a brother, or anyone else. Of course. And I think just the same, if a pet is that massive part of your life, it's yeah. going to be, yeah. it's going to have that effect. Who you're around, like, yeah, 100%. Now, I suppose on a lighter note. Yeah. Outside of the debt and despair, what did you actually think of the end of Game of Thrones? We just, oh, I, I, I think the spoiler ban is kind of well and truly over. Yeah, not yeah. that anyone really respected that for Game of Thrones, but I, I'm still a bit hurt. I'm not gonna. No, lie. to be honest, I, I'm disappointed. disappointed. I'm disappointed. Like, you I know, think, like I, I, I felt cut it off at the Battle of Winterfell. I'd have been happy enough. Yeah, I'd have taken it, and I said that's fine. I, I like, geez, I think like if they left it after they brought the city down, and you know she lands down on the ground with her dragon and season over, like. Yeah. what's happening next I keep us guessing you know they they literally like what was it the second last episode she burns the city to ground the last episode then Jon Snow kills her and everyone's fate and future was decided in an episode it was it's crazy like, like ah jeez like, do you know what I, I, I thought I was watching Lost like, it was like watching Lost you know like you're built up there for 7-8 <laughs> seasons comes down to the last episode and you're like fucking hell I actually got so excited and wound up in emotion with all these characters and this is how you're ending it you yeah. know all the theories with Jon Snow being a Targaryen and you know like I know he didn't want to be sitting on the throne but still like there was always this part of me that was going he's going to be sitting on the, tr- the throne he's going to be a great king will they marry each other and he changes Khaleesi's tune and I thought it was going to be Arya yeah I, thought, I, I, I thought did yeah. else was going to die and you end up with Arya on the throne I never expected mm. it to go the way it went and I mean I suppose one of the things I found it it kind of did go in the sense of Everyone seemed to get their desired ending as such, except maybe Khaleesi, and mm. that's obviously fair enough. But like, it just felt so rushed. Oh yeah, and like rushed. everything had to be tied up yeah. in a bow by the end of that hour-long episode. Mm. Absolute dog shit. Like, I'd, yeah, I actually, yeah, yeah. I've never, and I think Last really sums it up. I've it does look like Last. I was thinking about doing a podcast on Last Strictly Ten Reasons Why Not to Watch It, because it's just, yeah. it's like you invest so much time and like. The one thing I will say is, especially like working full time and you're busy and you're busy, mm. to take an hour each week and watch something like that, you're excited, oh, you're building up to it, and yeah. then it's that. Like I used to be, I used to be reading forums and everything after, like Joe.e would fire someone up, or like Jesus Christ, I never thought about from this angle, is this happening? I'd be in work and I'd be thinking, Jesus, there's a lot more to this than meets the eye, like, and then they left us with that. I was like, fucking hell, like, when did that start? 2011? That's a long time, like, it was 2011 I mean, or 12, I, think I, I, was I was in like 40, 50 in school, so I think today. I, I, I was in Thailand. Yeah. I just had left for Thailand, like, and I think that was 2011. It's just, you it's know, a and, and, and I, of time. oh fucking hell, like, I, I honestly know I was so disappointed about it, like, and I didn't want to be disappointed. I was kind of like for a few days after, I was like, do you know what? Was it that bad? You know, have a bit of respect. You know, you invested a lot of time. I'm telling people in work about the Red Wedding and the Battle of um, the Bastards and all this kind of stuff. Best like, shit in the world. Unbelievable, but does it justify what happens at the end? Like, you no. know, like, could you really go back now and tell someone about the Red Wedding or the Battle of the Bastards? Or, you know, when they fight the White Walkers, you know, knowing that that's the end of it. Like, I couldn't do that anymore. Like, I, I like if someone asked me, like, I'm saying, go and watch Chernobyl, leave Game of Thrones for another time. Like, you know what I mean? Even though it was brilliant. Like, you give it, I don't know. No, it's you disappointing. Kind of lose like. the faith, yeah, you lose the faith. Like, it's yeah. just, I, I just can't get over it. It's just I been think, an absolute bitter disappointment. Yeah. I think the fact, not that I wish it on him and I feel very bad for him, but the fact, I'm not saying it's related, the fact that Kit Harrington plays Jon Snow, by the way, ended up in rehab before that yeah. season ended said but a lot was of it before the season ended it was literally like the day of the final episode airing and all the bad critics they oh, were getting geez. literally it was that within that three or four days he ended up in rehab and it Jeez says a lot about Christ. a fella who's never been highlighted for that type of lifestyle and everything else and he might have mm. had it in the background but like 
the criticism and everything else like it must have been getting to him yeah something must have snapped to the fact that mm. if, the, if those are his voices and those are what he leans towards fair enough but yeah. the fact that the timing and everything else I can't help but think he regretted something or he felt it didn't do it justice and I suppose when you spend like you imagine he probably grew up mostly on that show and that's the majority of his career oh yeah yeah, then. yeah and like for everything to end up in an absolute shambles like I suppose the one thing I compare it to is you've 10 years of Marvel films leading up to Endgame yeah and I feel like it was the most perfect ending to oh, the film unbelievable. It, was, it was immense yeah. and although some parts left me like a bit sad a bit disappointed all the rest oh, yeah, yeah, I won't yeah. actually spoil any of that Yeah, I think when it comes down to it we couldn't actually spoil that it's you, that good you it's, it's you know with Game of Thrones it's like yeah but like Marvel no jeez leave it as is go away and experience and watch this with your own two eyes like don't leave anyone else tell you like, you know that's how good if, that was like. if that ended now and it ended so badly with the worst reviews and it was a Batman versus Superman oh stop and yeah, suddenly yeah, don't you have a case Jeez. where you're Robert Downey Jr. and you're saying this is 10 yeah, years of yeah, my life yeah. this is what revamped my career this is what mm-hmm. I've invested so much time into yeah. people nearly identify me as that character more than oh, myself oh yeah yeah he's going to be called John Snow for us of his life exactly like whether he likes or not like he is John Snow like well definitely for our generation I know like Harry Potter's going to be Harry Potter or what's his name uh, Daniel Radcliffe like I know Hermione kind of changed because she was uh, she played a big role and was a beauty and the beast yeah. Bell, so like she could be for known a younger for generation she as might Bell, be like yeah, yeah, but like definitely like for Kit Harrington, like Jesus, like did you see the clip on Instagram when he's told about you know they're in the room and and they're they're kind of doing a a read through of the script, so they get to the point where he kills Khaleesi, like and you can just see the he's so emotionally invested in the show, like he kind of he gets very upset. Did you see that clip? No, no, it's never. worth a look, like it's it's worth a look. So he basically didn't agree with it, like is what it looked. Yeah, like. like they're all sitting around and they're reading it out, and you can just see he's like. Fuck, like you know, is is this it? Like you know, is is that actually what's happening? Like you know, you've seen like, Jesus, I know it, like the death of uh, Heat Ledger, like was was kind of really up in the air as to kind of what was actually going on with his life. You know, there was a lot of talk about like he was so invested in the role of the Joker that he was kind of doing his makeup at home. And did you see that? Series? Yeah, I've yeah. seen it. And like, I've seen it, a lot of people come out against it. Yeah, like there's a lot of like, and you're kind of thinking like, you know, why why is this being said? You know, he's taking sleeping pills and stuff. I haven't like it's been a long time since I've read into it, like, but. You can nearly see why Kit Harrington was, you know, he, he invested so much time and effort into it and to be so disrespected online. It's human nature. We're, we're, that show is put out there for our enjoyment, our pleasure, and also to comment and talk about it. Like That's why Game of Thrones is Game of Thrones, like, you know. And I feel like he almost wasn't ready for the the bullshit that came with it, like, you know. But I think when you're, when you're putting yourself out there in that light, it's kind of the case, like, no offence, like, but whether you're a YouTube sensation or whether you're a big flop, like it's the case that you're putting yourself out there for people to judge oh, you are, and I mean yeah, you know yeah. yourself from yeah. your own experience like you can look into those negative comments or you can mm. ignore them but when it's on a mass scale and yeah. over a million people yeah. you're signing a petition yeah a million for people your, signing a petition for your show to yeah. be recast yeah. and yeah. reshot you're kind of saying yeah. well, how can you not pick up on that oh, like, this is what I'm saying Like you you wouldn't get a million people nowadays to, to go visit Jesus Christ if he was alive like, you know what I mean <laughs> yeah they'd sign a petition for well, Game of Thrones with the Pope like I think people have lost yeah, faith in that whole yeah. thing altogether you see this is what we have like you know it, it, it is like that is the way the world is going like you know so it, it's kind of scary in that regard as well at the same time like but Jesus yeah I mean I'm not saying there's pressure for you know yourself and I in the podcast like but oh I mean, yeah pressure's on <laughs> you, you need to keep that standard up from the get go like so oh big right, time so. yeah yeah. well I look I'm learning a lot here like and I appreciate you taking me on and you know help me out even. under my wing it's fine yeah yeah big time I don't no. mind every little help so you know so come here man I suppose uh, one of the good things about this podcast is you mm. open it up to your followers to ask you questions yeah and I was very excited to see that some great ones came through yeah I'm going to shoot some at you yeah and I just want you to give even if it's just rambling on a minute or two whatever yeah. suits you 
whatever you think it needs to do justice. So look, what do you think the importance of teaching kids nutrition is in this day and age? Um, I suppose the kids are the future, like, you know, like as a parent, I suppose you're, you're going to live on through your kids, like, yeah. you know, and they'll pass on that knowledge you taught them through theirs, like, so, like, the kids are the future, like, they are the future of mankind, like, if, if we, you know, feed them the wrong information on a mass scale, it's going to have very negative effects, like, so I, I definitely think nutrition is a massive one that has to be hit nail on the head, like, you know, because I suppose... It's a vital part of who we are as people and, and how, how productive we are and even our mental health, you know, there's a direct link between gut and, and brain. Yeah, which is kind of, all that's coming out now. It, it's, all, it's all coming out now. So, so if we fail to pass this down to our kids, you know, and, and kind of say, look, we have to be careful what we put into our bodies because, you know, you are what you eat and, and so on and so forth. Like, it, it it's going to have, like, they're going to pass that knowledge down to their kids and if we don't step in and change it, like, it's going to continue to grow and get worse, like. Yeah, so at the end of the day, Huge it importance. has to be massive, massive. Like, it is the most important thing, definitely, in, in terms of nutrition, like, is what you're telling kids. Like, you know, I, I, I've been, I, I've taught nutrition to classrooms of people, like, and I remember a lady years ago said it to me. She, she said, look, like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of what you're saying about the, the foods and eating good food and so she said, but it's, it's a bit unrealistic when you have kids, like, you know? And I was like, whoa hang on a second you know like what are you feeding your kids so if if you're like not going to make the effort to eat good yourself because you feel it's you can't do it for your family like what the fuck are you feeding the kids like you know what i mean so like that was a massive uh kind of thing i was like jesus christ like these are the people we need to be feeding right like you know so these are the future of mankind here like yeah you know like i know it sounds a bit mad like but it no, is but though like I you mean, know it's a dramatic scale but it's also the truth like i mean oh, like these... if you raise a generation on bad habits it's, it's gonna follow through 100%. i mean it's a silly one to think of but like there's a disney film called wally and it's basically yeah. all the people get put to sleep because the world is gonna die because we ruin the environment and all the rest mm. and what you find is when all the, all the people are just sitting there vegetating eating they're in fucking hovering wheelchairs they're all massively obese and yeah. there's no knowledge and nutrition and everything else and i think if it's a case where the education aspect isn't there and if you mm. took away the sports and stuff that maybe would encourage kids to get into it yeah nutrition yeah. is the other half oh yeah massive, everyone needs to know massive. it should be taught in schools like has to be like like, like especially with all this information we're coming up like you know direct link between like uh gut and and mental health like you know like like that has to be taught like i wonder though if it I mean? comes down to it has it been revamped in any sense because like i know in terms of health and fitness is definitely pushed out to schools and you'd see like your man like the body coach Joe Wicks he did a yeah. great thing lately where he's done a tour of schools in Ireland and England mm. basically getting kids to exercise yeah, and although yeah. he might have some flawed views here and there doing yeah. something like that on a mass scale can only have a positive effect in that sense but I mean of when course, it comes down like, to it yeah. when I was in school mm. I remember it was the case the nutrition was the food pyramid and yeah, yeah, a big yeah, load yeah, of carbs at yeah. the end and I think no yeah. food is bad necessarily but like I would wonder if it's the case that kids are now getting the chance to get maybe I suppose a more modern approach rather than the old school of yeah. here's the pyramid here's the you seven in the morning and that's mm. everything else I suppose it, it, it's difficult and I say this with like the greatest respect and sympathy like it's it's very very hard for people going forward with the way the world is going like like you see like you go back a hundred years ago and you think about how many events happened in your day to day life you know there's, there's few enough like you know what I mean you do yeah. your days working farm you land home to the missus you know there could be kids floating around the place like but if you think about how many events are going on in our life right now it's literally happening in front of you on the screen and the phone like everything's fast paced like so you look at fast food and heavily processed food and mass produced food like there are teams of scientists 
you know, behind the scenes thinking, how are we going to make this food more addictive, like, junk food, like, Obviously, you know what I mean? But, I mean, it's down to the market. So, like, yeah, like, like even it's very, very hard thing. to get away from that, like, you know, for, for oh, kids, yeah. like, you know, if you're eating junk food, like, it is addictive, like, it's addictive. So, it's tough to step away from that and, you know, try and eat clean, like, you know, it's a very, very hard thing to do and I do feel a lot of sympathy for people that, you know, you get you get stuck, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. You get stuck and kids are getting stuck and they don't understand why and, you know, it's just, it's it's hard, you know, it's, it's a hard world we live in right now, you know, because people want to make money and make things quick and live high-paced lives and, you know, the health aspect is kind of pushed back a bit and, you know, so it's, it's tough to watch that, like, it, it, it's hard to watch, like. Yeah, I think mm. you've summed it up well there. Mm. Um, okay, let's move on. So look, Josh, I know mm. you've a lot in the pipeline, but what's on your bucket list? Bucket list, jeez. So if, if you had to name yeah. five or six things that you want to do in the next ten years, mm. be it for your life or your business, what are they? Putting you on the spot. Jesus. Um, I suppose starting family in it first yeah. and foremost. I'd like to buy my dad a car. He's a he's a dream he's a dream car. He always wanted. I'd like to buy him that someday. I'd like to buy my mother a house and my sister a house. Yeah. Like I've got one brother and one sister and my two parents. Like, um, my brother he's a he's well able. He look after himself. Like, and, and that's going to be the beauty of that guy's journey is that it's going to be very interesting to see how he turns out and you know how successful he is. So, how successful he is. So I, I'd like to definitely buy my dad a car, my mom a house. You know, I know it might sound far fetched, like, but that's kind of the drive I have within me is to really look after those who looked after me when we kind of had nothing. Like you know, yeah. so. First and foremost, it's family first. I like to start the family, make sure they have a future, no worries about if they want to go to college or traveling, you know. I want to give them a good platform to go and see the world or whatever it is it takes to make them happy. Um, in other kind of aspects, I suppose, like, geez, I would love to see Chernobyl. I know it sounds mad and, you know, radioactive and stuff, but Jesus, I'd love to get close to it and just witness you know how quiet it is and the silence and the sounds and the smells and you know i'm kind of a bit funny like that like i seen auschwitz a couple of years ago i was absolutely fascinated by it it's actually funny but since that show came out on sky there a few weeks ago, oh yeah i think the tourist so like that's probably a bit like i don't know how to say it, kind of on the the not so soon kind of end of the bucket list but it's I something that I really want to see there like years, yeah like when I said that to Alana like you know we travel a lot like you know we yeah. go to Bali and we, we've been to Amsterdam and New York this year alone and she was like no fucking way like you're just after watching this five part series no fucking way like and I'm kind of thinking geez it'll be a long time before I get over there but I would like to go to a local like a kind of a near enough town or just experience it or even help the kids out to some bit like you know I'd like to get involved with something like that like okay, g- cool. g- give a kid a shot like definitely see a bit of Africa do a skydive. I, I, I suppose I have a few things like that like that I'd like to... Is there do. anything just absolutely mad off the wall out there that you'd just be saying, hands down, money's not an issue. You can do anything in the world. Oh, What's in the bucket list? If, if things just pan out perfectly as planned, what are you going to do? That's a tough one to answer. Very, it very is, tough. I don't think I'd answer it myself. Yeah. I once had it put to me and I said I was going to buy loads of good pots and pans. I'd, so. I'd love to buy... Um, it's This is going to sound mad, actually, and, and I've only ever... Like, I've thought about this a lot of times, but if I really had no issues of money, I'd buy a housing estate for my family and friends to live in. You know, like just a have your own decent houses. We have our own little community. You know, we're having barbecues and we're chilling out every Saturday night. And we're not... You know, like a really close-knit group of people and a, a nice community. If I had the money... We all have houses and cars, and there'd be no worries with bills or Wi-Fi or any of that kind of shit. Like you know what I mean. So, 
that would be <laughs> unbelievable. Like, so. Yeah, that sounds like a nice setup. Right? Yeah. I'll have to get in there. So I'll keep. Like a few years oh, get into the know, circle. Like, even if I just circle. get a shed, like I'm good. Yeah. Well, look, the podcast here now could be uh, the start of it. Like, here's hoping. All right. Next is, they were fairly vague, but weed versus alcohol. So yeah. I'm not sure if that's positives or negatives or how it was actually phrased. Yeah, it was literally written down weed versus alcohol. Yeah, so I And mean, then there was someone else asked something like, What do I think of drugs? And I was like, Jesus Christ, this is a bit mad. Like, but well, it was weed versus alcohol, I'm guessing they're. Well, let, let's take on the idea of weed at the moment. Let's just say, Look, it's being legalized all over the US. Yeah. It's something that was criminalized over here and still is. Mm. And it's very much the case. There's a stigma around it. Yeah. So, from your own perspective, mm. do you think it's a positive that the world is moving towards not just necessarily weed, but just the idea of. There's alternatives in terms of medicine, medicine, say yeah. pain management, mm. all that kind of stuff. Like, yeah. do you feel like that's the that, right that, way to move forward, or do you feel like it's kind of something that needs to be tested and legitimized before it can be released to the masses? Yeah, like Jesus. Like you, you look at who who's against you know releasing cannabis and all that kind of stuff. It's, it's a lot of big pharmaceutical companies and cigarette companies, kind of you know. That is one of the interesting ones I saw. So why why would that be? Because someone is is losing that money. Like you look at the people at the top world, they don't give a shit who's sick or who's not. Like you did know you, what I mean? Did you see the one a few weeks ago where um one of the t- I don't know was it Leo Varadkar? One of the TDs brought up the idea of potentially yeah bringing a bill it, forward for medicinal yeah. cannabis, and it was actually it was the Doctors Association mm. of Ireland basically came out and you know was it the top 10 doctors in the country yeah. or whatever it was said it was outrageous it was dangerous it was mm. the worst thing ever and like the one thing i'm kind of finding suspicious about that is if you're living your cash cow of pharma companies giving you money to pass out those drugs to yeah. prescribe them to other people yeah are you at a loss in the fact that your you know your local fellow on the street corner mm. would be the one dishing out the weed as opposed to yourself of course like, i mean is yeah. there a certain level of that where people are worried about losing their own future income rather than worried about what's yeah. good for people this is it like you know what I mean like what you just said there is what I strongly believe like there's people out there making money and we're not looking after people's health or mindsets or mental health you know what I mean like that's why Africa is being starved yet there's enough money and there's enough food but like there's no money in feeding the poor like yeah there is none like and you'd be silly to think that doesn't doesn't happen in other aspects like I'm only back from America I was in a shopping centre and there was a vending machine full of of serious drugs you could take like that you, you'd have to get a prescription for here but you can get literally out of vending machine in America like. oh, it's madness, yeah. you know what I mean and you, you look, look at what's happening in America you know with uh, the rate of disease and illness and mental health issues and stuff like that Like, and we're still kind of saying you know is the food is the stuff put in the body is it having an effect like and I'm kind of thinking Jesus of course is like you know like to me you know the, the kind of historic approach and even with the cannabis and you, you see the the success stories it has like it's very very backwards in Ireland like Leo Varadkar I actually watched it's the only bit of political kind of media I've ever seen in the last couple of months you know I watched the Healy Rays a bit here and there I think they're funny and I think they're really honest as well like, they, they do good for their people which we need to do on a bigger scale in this country like, but like Leo Varadkar literally just said kind of next question like yeah. like that's highly ignorant has this man experienced it has anyone in his family experienced it what was their opinion on it like if you're making a judgment without experience you're ignorant like I obviously have smoked you know down through the years like I've tried it here and there like and like it, it might sound like a bold statement but I like if I was to smoke weed or drink alcohol I would be a worse person after drinking yeah 100% like there is no question and, and I think a lot of people would be very slow to admit that like you go to Amsterdam and you walk down the middle of the strip there at two o'clock or the squares or whatever they have, you're not really going to get too much hassle. I've been there three or four times, like, you know, 
Jesus, I sound like a right weed smoker. <laughs> no, like I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not like. That he's very together individual. Yeah, it's fine. You, you walk down um, there, like, and Jesus, like I couldn't believe how the energy, the vibe, you know, was brilliant. Like you go down past two o'clock in the morning, like, it's horrendous. You know what I mean? Well, I, think and, and just, gonna, I think 